I already knew that there was nothing wrong with being part of the community. I just didn't think that I myself was because for such a long time, I was told that I was straight and that's what I keep, kept telling myself, you know. The Your Life Sucks podcast, destigmatizing mental health through discussion. Hi all, welcome back to the Your Life Sucks podcast, empowering queer live series a demonstration and celebration of queer mental health. This episode's guest is Juana Kirzner, who's going to be speaking about her road to determining her pansexuality. Let's get to it. Hi, Juana. How are you? Hi, Ben. I'm good. How are you? I am really, really good. And you won't believe where I'm recording this. I'm recording this from under a desk in my office building. It's the quietest place I could find. The air conditioning here is crazy loud, so I hope that you or my guests don't hear the static and are able to hear me. Um, but I'm really excited for this talk, and I'm excited for your perspective, because you're the only guest on this miniseries that is still in the coming out process. You have been told to very significant people in your life, your parents, and the, the coming out process is very, very raw for you, because you just discovered yourself, you know, a couple months ago. So I'm very excited for this, and let's get to it. So, Juana, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, my name is Juana. I'm 15 years old. I'm from Argentina, Buenos Aires. I like to read, uh, write songs, sing. I really like music. I use it sometimes as an escape, like, from reality. I know that sounds uh, very, like, a movie thing to say, but mm -hmm. it's really, no, I do really it too. useful. Yeah. No, I, yeah, and, yeah, that's just, like, my way of coping, I guess. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, there's not much about me, like hobby-wise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're pansexual. I'm pansexual. So, yes. <laughs> so let's talk about when you first realized that you might be different. I was always considered to be the stereotype straight girl. No one ever questioned it, not even myself. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Uh, Were you just, you know, like, like the other girls in your grade? Yeah. I mean, maybe I just never made any comments on being attracted to anyone besides men mm -hmm. and it didn't even cross my mind at any point because no one no one ever questioned it to me so i never questioned it to myself you know mm -hmm. sure yeah i was considered a stereotype straight girl and then when i got into my third year of high school i changed classes and there i met all the people from my class and there was this girl that seemed so nice and she was really pretty and i didn't think anything of it and i was later that day i was talking to my friend and i was like she she was asking me how my day was and how meeting my new class was if i liked the people and everything and i told her about like yeah there was this cute girl but mm -hmm. since that day uh she was like the first person that i started questioning myself with because uh like it came out it came up casually like in the conversation i didn't mean to say anything on purpose you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's 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 a funny way of figuring out that things yeah. are with you so like i never got to the point of liking that girl but mm -hmm. uh the day i met her in like a few weeks uh i was like she's very cute and she's super nice and now we're friends but like that was the first girl that i found attracted to mm -hmm. myself like I don't do so tell me so, about the internal dialogue like what was going on in your mind this this new crush that you had a little bit I was very confused uh, especially at first because 
I I was thinking like, am I bisexual? Because I knew that I liked men, but I didn't know what else I liked, you know, because I, I, I never experienced anything else. So then I started questioning myself if I, but if I was, was bisexual and I never told that to anyone except uh, this friend that I was talking about and my best friend. And I, mm -hmm. I wasn't like, I'm not sure. I'm just like, trying to like discover myself and they totally supported me through it. And that. yeah, and then just basically I started noticing like in Argentina, uh, in my personal life, I don't know any person that's non-binary or gender fluid. So I can't talk from like a self-experience on that point that mm -hmm. of someone that I met on real life. But I can't like I, I did see people that weren't like male or female and I uh, was attracted to them. So, mm -hmm. like, so I, I, if you if you never met them on in person, where did you where did you see these people? No, just like social media or friends of friends mm -hmm. or sure, sure, sure. Basically, that's pretty much it. But so, and so I, when did you start noticing these people and when did you start liking them? It was like a couple months before Pride Month. So a couple months before June. So yeah. tell me, tell me what was going on in your mind. At first, I didn't think much of it because at the time I was like already an ally. I just didn't think of myself as part of the community. Mm -hmm. So I, I was thinking like, uh, well, I don't know where this is going to take me, but I don't really mind. I like, I won't be denying myself, my sexuality, you know, mm -hmm. then I started questioning myself if I was pansexual. And at that time I was uh, asking my friends, I thought I was being subtle, like subtle, but I wasn't, I was asking, asking like my friends, what do you think about pansexuality and all that stuff? And uh, and I still hadn't told them anything, so that was a little bit weird. Except for those two friends, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then I knew myself that I was bisexual, but mm -hmm. I still hadn't told much people, like just my two friends. Mm -hmm. And then on Pride Month, I did come out only to my friends, not to my family, not yet. I, like you were saying earlier that I'm still in the coming out process. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's like my friends know and they totally support me and my family. I know that they will support me, but and you would think that would make it easier to come out, but it's not so easy, I guess. <laughs> family is definitely the hardest people to come out to because, I mean, as teenagers, we think that, you know, life is all about our friends, our friends, our friends. When I decided to come out, it was because I want to be free with my friends, but our family is really yeah. just such a rock. And without them, we really don't appreciate how much our families mean to us really until we're confronted with something like coming out when we really need family support so I, I totally understand your hesitancy to tell your family but like you said in our pre-talk your family might know why don't you tell us about that i'm part of a community called bbyo that it's a, a community for jewish teens around the world i was in bbyo i was part of a task force the lgbtq plus task force and i joined the task force being being an ally as an ally nothing more mm -hmm. and i think that helped me a lot in my process of, of discovering myself because i was surrounded with people that uh were like really open-minded and supportive and uh they never pressured me to anything and i felt mm -hmm. like really free with them and then pride month like last month we had to make a collage like uh with a flag not necessarily that you identify with but it could be just one that you like so 
I already knew this because I was part of the planification process. So I prepared my stuff and I had already in mind to do a different structure of flag, right? Mm -hmm. Did you choose that before anyone else yeah. choose the other flags? That's funny. <laughs> so like uh, my mom and my family, like I never hide from them the fact that uh, I'm an ally and I like to fight for what I think it's right. Uh, they just, mm -hmm. they, they, they never thought that maybe it was because I'm part of the community and not just an ally, you know? Mm -hmm. When I I came out of the, like, Pride event, I I came down to the kitchen where my mom was. And I was like, Mom, look what I made. And I showed her the the thing that I made with the pansexual flag. And she has no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, maybe I think she and my dad know something because they both have made a few comments and we did have talks about it. Um, but I never clarified. What, what, what do you mean talks about it? The other day I was talking to my mom, for example, and I'm the kind of person that always asks why. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, why does society does this or say this? And I asked her, why does society always assume that we're straight since the day we're born? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's the kind of person that when I ask that, she says, because, you know. And that's totally all right. I'm just different than her, I guess, in that way. That that sounds like that sounds like <laughs> getting into a fight quickly. Why? Because yeah. why? Because but yeah, yeah, we absolutely do. We were talking about that, and she said, "Well, I don't care about society, but how does that affect you as a person? Because you're my daughter, and I care about how that affects you, not everyone." And I was just about to tell her. Well, you know what? I'm bisexual, but I didn't. <laughs> I just said like, well, I just don't have experience, so I'm not gonna tell you that I'm straight because I don't know that. I told her that uh, I didn't know if I was straight. I didn't know if I wasn't. Like, I didn't really. Uh, I told her that I didn't have idea on the subject, but I think she got what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. Plus, we're really close, so she knows me a lot. And my dad, like. I was at his house with my brother. We were having dinner one time. This was a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. and Your parents are separated? Yeah, yeah, they are. My dad makes a lot of jokes. And he was making a joke about how we were supposed to bring someone Jewish home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my brother is straight. So he was saying to him, like, oh, you have to bring a, a, a Jewish girl home. And you wanna, you have to bring uh, a Jewish boy or a Jewish girl. And mm -hmm. even though I never told him anything, like the fact that he uh, said that, it made me feel like he knew. Comforting, yeah. So the last thing I want to finish off with is something that you mentioned in our pre-talk when you said you would you would see on TikTok how bisexual people hold up a peace sign and pansexual people hold up like a gun sign. That's kind of like their logo. And you told yourself, well, I don't hold up a peace sign or a gun sign, so I must not be either. I want to talk about that, you know, you go into that and then transition to, to other coping mechanisms that, that queer people use to make themselves believe that they are straight. So why don't you talk about that? Okay, so as you were saying, I would see on TikTok all these people, um, because we always hear stereotypes, not only mm -hmm. from outside the community, but from inside the community, like the community itself. And maybe we don't realize how damaging that is for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and for people that are questioning their sexuality, it can yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. and you know, people, people who aren't as flamboyant and might be gay can, you know, see flamboyant 
people on TikTok and see, you know, maybe I'm not, I'm not like this, so I'm not gay when really they only are attracted to men. But continue. So I would see all these TikToks, maybe as you said, um, saying that uh, bisexual people used like the the peace sign a lot, or and bisexual people use the like the gun sign mm-hmm. with their fingers, and I would see, I don't know, uh, the kind of trend that is like put a finger down and then. They say, if you put this many fingers down, you're straight. If you put this many, you're bi. Those TikToks bother me, not only for the reason that we were talking about, because the fact that they limit it so much, because like they usually only say like straight, gay, or bi. And there's more, much more than that. You of know? course, yeah. And that's like the first thing that makes me mad. And then before finding out, like, accepting that I wasn't straight, uh, not even pansexual. Before finding out that I was bisexual, I would see all these TikToks and I would say, oh, I didn't put this many finger down. Maybe they are right. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm straight, right? Mm-hmm. And now looking back on it and it sounds ridiculous. Do you think that TikTok or any social media would determine my sexuality? Of better. course, I can see someone saying, well, obviously it's wrong. TikTok is just TikTok. But when you're vulnerable and you're questioning your sexuality, it really does mean a lot. In eighth grade, I was sitting at my desk in class and a girl walked up to me and she said, Ben, let me see your nails. And I held up my fingers, I guess, in like a fully flexed way. And she said, you're gay. And I was like, what What'd you say? What'd you say? She's like, you're gay. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, if you held up your hand limply, then you're straight. If you held it somewhat flexed, you're bisexual. And if you lifted up your hand fully flexed, that means you're gay. And as someone who kind of knew they were gay, kind of didn't, it was totally riveting. And that was just not what I needed. So I think you make a great point when you say that these TikTok and social media and just other little things that, that teenagers do to each other um, can be really scary and really, really exposing. Yes, absolutely. Like... If someone came up to me and and told me that they were finding out their sexuality through TikTok or any social media, like believing a social media before believing themselves, I would tell them that doesn't make any sense. But then again, I go and do it to myself, you know, mm-hmm. like of course. That, that double standard. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> really confusing. And another thing that I told myself, like as a coping mechanism, I guess, it was that I I was straight and I was doing everything for attention, which, looking back, really make a lot of sense since I wasn't telling anyone so whose attention I was I trying to get, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, like, in denial, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that there was nothing wrong with being part of the community. I just didn't think that I myself was because for such a long time, I was told that I was straight, and that's what I keep, kept telling myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, so takeaways from this podcast. One, you can start changing your sexual tendencies at any age. Juana just figured this out in the past year. She's now 15. So at any age, you can start questioning. Number two, you can use TikTok and pictures and other ways of seeing people in order to determine your sexuality in that you can look at a person and say, hmm. I'm attracted to that person. Maybe I should start thinking that my sexuality is not what I think it is. But you cannot use TikTok and social media and YouTube to let them tell you how you feel. Only you can tell yourself how you feel. Right, Juana? Did I say that? Did I say that clearly? 
Yes, absolutely. Only you, only you know who you're attracted to, so don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Coming out is really, really hard, and tell whoever you're comfortable with at the moment, but know that can change. Juana, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. You have a great story and a great perspective, and we really hashed out some great ideas, so thank you very much. No, thank you, Ben. I had an amazing time. Guys, check out the other Empowering Queer Lives miniseries episodes. There are great stories and great conversations that were uploaded. Check out the Your Life Sucks podcast on Instagram. Check out Jewish Queer Youth on Instagram. We'll see you next time, guys.